Blog Talk Radio. It's the Sunday Night Roundtable on the Wide Men Network at blogtalkradio.com slash wide men can't jump. Here's the guys to discuss anything and everything brought to you by the law offices of Stephen P. New, Facebook.com slash MakeupKennedy, and WowFreeCam.com. Here's your hosts, Nate, T.R., and Tim. Ooh, yeah. We're back. It's Sunday night, the Sunday night delight. The wide men are here. What's up, Tim? It's the triangle table tonight. Yes, indeed it is. The triangle table. I don't know why we always called it a round table whenever there's three of us most of the time. I guess we couldn't usually I guess we couldn't figure out if we wanted to, Well, I guess we couldn't figure out if we wanted to be isosceles or right or equilateral or you know, whatever. I mean, if there's, when there's two of us, we don't really want to call it the like a parole hearing table or anything like that. So, <laughs> no, the visit in jail table. You know, we we should just so. call it like should just call it like a couple guys having lunch, you know, something like the that. Sun, the Sunday night conjugal visit. <laughs> the Sunday night of not dropping soap. That's right. Oh so, boy. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. We're going to be joined any moment by one of everyone's favorites guests, Caller Jeff, will be joining us, and we are going to be having a little fun this evening. We're going to be playing a little bit of Jeopardy. Uh, It's going to be sports-based Jeopardy, of course, uh, on this edition, not the music-based that we go with sometimes. Tonight, we're doing sports, so if you think you know your sports... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. I'm just saying, if you think you know your sports knowledge, try and guess the answers. Some of these are tough. So, we'll see. I want to come up with a last name for Jeff. <laughs> I don't know. Dahmer? Oh, that's horrible. Well, not really, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Not really. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm not coming up with much. Maybe maybe he'll do something tonight where he will earn his his last name. He might. He might. Or he just might be known as Jeff with no name. Jeff. He's like, you know, Madonna. Then we get Jeff. <laughs> you know, there's a movie I watched one time. It's called, uh, it's a really good movie, too. It's called Jeff Who Lives at Home. So maybe we can call him by that or something. Uh, it's Jeff Who Lives at Home. Or we can go backwards. We could call him Fedge. Fedge. <laughs> Fedge. Well, speaking of the right, devil, um, Fedge has arrived. Fedge has arrived. How about that? What's up, caller Jeff? Hey, Nathan. How are you doing? Eh, He's good. Hanging in there. Tim's here. Your With no studded opponent. Oh, yeah. Well, let's not get too excited about that. <laughs> well, All right. Well, so just Nathan tells note. me that uh, I have a lot of – that the, you're like the Ken Jennings of Sports Jeopardy. Oh, he lied. <laughs> I keep thinking. He lied just to get you on the show. Oh. <laughs> what I meant by that is, is he does his own taxes. That's all I meant. Yeah, oh, if it was okay. if it was hockey, sure. But outside of the hockey realm, yeah, no, I'm sure we're equals, if not even more, slanted your direction. So we'll see. I guess we'll find out. 
Right. We will find out as this episode will come forward here, and we'll we'll have some fun with this. But let's explain how this is going to work. Uh, everybody's like, how do you how do you know who's ringing in? These are two guys in two separate countries. Well, here's what we'll do. We'll figure out who's going to start. I figure since Jeff is our guest, we can let him go first. Is that fair, Tim? Certainly. All right. So Jeff will pick first. He'll pick a category and he'll pick an amount. The amounts in the first round are 100 through 500. There are only five questions. There are five categories. Basically, what you'll do is I'll ask you the question. If you know it and you can answer it, you get the points. If you don't know it, then the opponent has a chance to steal. If they steal it, not only do they get the points, they get control of the board. If you miss a question, we do not subtract points because we'd be doing math all night, and I don't have that kind of time. So that'll be how it kind of goes. You, you go until you miss one. If you miss one, the person who uh, takes over control of the board. So basically what I'll do is if Jeff doesn't know the answer to a question and Tim doesn't know the answer to the question, since Jeff was asked the question, it'll go back to Tim, who will take control of the board. Fair enough, gentlemen? Sure. It works for me. All right, that was a very convoluted way to put that, but I think we, so I think we got this, everything. So let's get this straight, then. What, what's going to happen is Jeff is going to pick a category. You're going to read the question. Jeff yeah. will answer correctly. I will call him a cocksucker, and we'll move <laughs> to the next question. <laughs> if you want to go that way, but you can't start a nice game of Jeopardy without a little intro. With your host, Nate Trebek. Thank you, Johnny Gilbert. All right, now, (laughs) we'll go into the first round here. We shall go into the first round. Let's get this set up here, make sure I got this how it works. All right, so here we go. First round, here are the categories. Game winners, where we'll talk about whether it be game-winning shots, field goals, hits, whatever it may be in sports. Game-winning moments in sports. Cinderella teams, we'll focus on NCAA basketball tournament Cinderella teams. Hockey. NASCAR. And Super Bowl MVPs. In Super Bowl MVP category, I will give you the team and the year and the Super Bowl, you give me the MVP. That's the first round. There will be double jeopardy coming up after this round. So, Jeff, you have control of the board. Uh, give me Super Bowl MVPs for 100. 100 Super Bowl MVPs. Super Bowl 50, Denver Broncos, 2016. Uh, Von Miller. Von Miller is correct. For 100 for Jeff. Bastard. All right. Good job. Okay. Give me the same category for two. 200. All right. Super Bowl 39, 2004, the New England Patriots. That would be Dion Branch. Correct. Dion Branch. Wow. That's a tough one. Good job. <laughs> uh, I'll stick with three. All right. 300. Tim has yet to call you a cocksucker. So, what, so hold on. What, which 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 Super Bowl was that? Thirty-nine. All right. Fair enough. Okay. Just, uh, <laughs> Are you looking up the answers? <laughs> no, no. I just wasn't sure. Uh, 
I was trying to remember. I, I tell I barely even knew who won the Super Bowl, let alone who MVP'd it. All right, three hundred Super Bowl forty, the Pittsburgh Steelers in two thousand and six. Hmm. I'm gonna say, who is Heinz Ward? Heinz Ward is correct. Okay. For three hundred. Well done. Uh, I'll stick with four. Jeff, steal your board. 400, all right. Super Bowl eight, nineteen seventy four, 1974, the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> Ooh. So I, I don't uh, lose credit if I miss it? No, if, if you get it wrong, you don't lose points. Mm, we'll say Larry Zonka. Larry Zonka is correct. Oh, Wow. That was just an educated guess. Okay, I'm I, I am officially playing this game under protest. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Jeff is apparently a savant at sports trivia. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Six I'm assuming five hundred to finish the category. Super Bowl thirty one, the Green Bay Packers in nineteen ninety seven. That would be the 1991 Heisman Trophy winner, Desmond Howard. Correct. Wow. I didn't think wow, anybody would know that's that. Just, that is just cleaning up. I, I, boy, I, man, do I ever feel little over here. That's a, that's <laughs> he a tough ass to follow. He just no ran shit. the category. Wow. wow. I'll tell you what. Excellent. We'll go to hockey to give Tim a chance. All right. <laughs> no, we, we got to right. get there eventually. You pick whatever you want. Yeah. Okay. You want to go with hockey? Yeah, we'll go with hockey 100. All right. What type of horn blows when the San Jose Sharks score a goal? What? <laughs> um. Ah. Uh, I pass. Okay. I don't have no uh, well, I don't uh, I don't have a clue. Oh, come on, Mr. Hockey Savant. I don't know. Seriously. All right, nobody gets it. It's a foghorn. Hmm. Oh yeah, well, that's a fog... a awesome hockey question there, Nate. You Okay. Did. Well, Tim, you have control <laughs> no, of the board. I wouldn't have now. Known that. Tim, known you that. have control uh, of the board. Okay, well, give me give me hockey for two then. Hockey for two. All right. Which player was the first in NHL history to score a full strength, a power play, shorthanded, penalty shot, and open net goal in the same game? Uh, That would be Mario Lemieux. That is correct. Mario Lemieux Hmm. for 200. Yeah, nice. Yeah, that's a a rare feat, boy. That that was something else. I had no chance at that. Uh, (laughs) I wouldn't have guessed that either. I had to look these up. All right, All right. Give, me, give me hockey for three. Hockey for three again. Who scored ten hat tricks in a season? Oh, that's got to be that's got to be Wayne Gretzky. That's got to be correct, Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, right, fair enough. Wow. Uh, give me ho- give me hockey for four. Might as well try hockey to for four. What was Craig McTavish the last NHL player to do? Uh, wear a helmet during a game. Mm. 
He was he was the he was the last guy not to wear a helmet. All right, fair okay, fair yeah, that now yeah. that is correct. I, I had a film about to say Tim. They wear helmets every game now. Yeah, would you? Yeah. yeah, would you believe they had to grandfather it into the collective bargaining agreement? Wow. But he didn't have. He was the only guy in the league without a helmet on at one for one part of the season. Wow. All right. Crazy. All right. Well, give me hockey for five, and then um. And we can move over and we can watch the Jeff show again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This one was tough for me. So All right. which All right, team well. did the Oilers trade Jari Curry to in 1991? Uh, the the uh, Los Angeles Kings. That is incorrect. Jeff, you oh. have a chance to steal. Where are you it not- I don't know. Um, I'll say the Calgary Flames. That also is hold incorrect. On. It was- hold on, Nate. Let me let me let me take one more shot. New York Rangers. <laughs> okay. You won't get the points, but yes, you can take a shot. And it's not the Rangers. Oh, okay, then I don't know. Philadelphia Flyers. Really? Yes. I looked it up. Well, okay. Right. I'm not. Yeah, didn't know that. Interesting. All right, Jeff. You now have control of the board. Game winners, Cinderella teams, and NASCAR. Give me game winners for 100. Game winners for 100. Magic Johnson hit the baby hook in game three of the 1987 NBA Finals to beat what team? That would be the Boston Celtics. That is correct. For 100. Uh, All right. Give me two. 200. Who threw the pass to Christian Leitner that led to his turnaround jumper to beat Kentucky in the NCAA tournament? That would be Grant Hill. That is correct, Grant Hill. Would I have got the points if I just said somebody from Duke? <laughs> <laughs> judges? <laughs> we'll, um, ask the judge. we'll ask the judges. Judges, what do you think on that? <laughs> I think that's a no, Tim. <laughs> um, we'll stick with the same... Uh, Game winner three. Okay. For three. What team did Boston College's Doug Flutie use a Hail Mary to beat? Oh, that would be the Miami Hurricanes. That is correct. Well done, sir. Jeff's on fire. Jeff is the man. All right. Uh, Jeff's two your category. All right, 400. Quarterback Graham Harrell of Texas Tech found what wide receiver for the game-winning touchdown against Texas in 2009? That was Michael Crabtree. That is correct. We'll stick with five. Nailed it. And 500. Wow. All right. Who for the Arizona Diamondbacks got the hit off of Mariano Rivera in the bottom of the ninth of the 2001 World Series to win it all? That was Louis Gonzalez. My goodness, correct. <laughs> okay, why, why don't you just have Je- why don't you just have Jeff tell you all he knows about sports, and I'll come back in about forty five minutes, and we'll talk about <laughs> well, that. Well, the score the score right now is the score right now is three thousand to nine hundred oh, in favor. Of Jeff. I feel like Tom. Rob- I feel like Tom Robinson. No, you feel like Nate Bush. <laughs> No, because you clocked Robinson off. That's, that's no, he terrific. beat me both times. Well, well done, he beat sir. Me both times. Did he? All right, two. Ca- yeah, he did. Oh well, whatever. 
Continue on. Two, in, two categories left. Cinderella team uh, and Cinderella NASCAR. Cinderella for 100. All right. In 1983, this team beat Houston as a sixth seed to win the NCAA tournament. That was Jim Valvano's NC State Wolfpack. Correct. All right. Do your board, Jeff. 200. In 1985, this team became the lowest seed to ever win an NCAA championship. That was the Villanova Wildcats. That is correct. Um, We'll stick with three. Three. This 11 seed in 2006 made it all the way to the Final Four before losing to Florida and were the first mid-major to do so since 1979. That was George Mason. That is correct. <clears throat> Tim, right. you still there? <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm going to go make a sandwich or something. Call me when this is over. <laughs> 400, Jeff? Uh, was that? That was 300. Are we on the $500 question now? Or, We're 400. Or, 400 hey, or 500. All right. Uh, yeah. Okay. 400. George Mason, LSU, Loyola, Chicago, and what school who did this in 2011 are the only 11 seeds to ever reach the final four? Hmm. I think you grossly overestimate my knowledge of college uh, basketball, Nate. <laughs> it's a Cinderella team, man. And this is the 400-point question. That means nothing. Hmm. This is a tough one. 11th seed. Hmm. Jeff, you I have an no answer? Idea, but... um, hmm. I'm going to say I don't lose credit, right? No. Okay, oh, uh, I'm say worried about losing credit, Jeff. Really? <laughs> <laughs> you got any wrong, Barry. I'll say Butler. Uh, I don't think that's right, it, but I'll say Butler. It was not Butler. That is incorrect. Tim, you want to venture a guess? I have no clue. The correct answer was VCU. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Tim, it, it's now your board. Oh, goody. So What's get, left? NASCAR, eh? The NASCAR and then their Cinderella teams for 500. Well, Cinderella teams is about NCAA basketball. Let's just go to NASCAR so Jeff can keep enlightening me on the sport. <laughs> Give me NASCAR for 100. NASCAR for 100. This is the largest track, the largest super speedway in NASCAR. Not, don't include road I have, I have no idea. <laughs> no guess? I live, in, I live in Canada. I've never watched a NASCAR event in my life. <laughs> okay, Jeff. Uh, that would be Talladega Super Speedway. That would be correct. <laughs> That'd just be the Talladega Super Speedway, Tim. Would you like to know how long it is, Tim? <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, you steal your board. Six Cinder- miles. Uh, <laughs> he knows. <laughs> the NASCAR uh, category has 200, 300, 400, 500, and there's also Cinderella teams. Okay. Give me uh, NASCAR for two. NASCAR for two. What's the color of the stripe across the back of a rookie car? Um, Nathan, that would be yellow. That would be correct. All right. All right. Give me uh, NASCAR for three. 
<laughs> at what track did at what track did Adam Petty wreck in practice and pass away? Ooh. Nathan, I believe that was New Hampshire. Or Loudon, Jeff, New Hampshire. That is correct. New Hampshire. All right. All right. There's three questions left. Two in NASCAR, one in Cinderella teams. Uh, 400 NASCAR. 400 for NASCAR. Who's the oldest driver to win a championship in NASCAR history? Ooh. Um, I'm going to say that was Bobby Allison. Unbelievable. That is correct. Right. That was, that was kind of a trick question. There was quite a few that could have been. Yeah. All right, I'll see the same category, left. 500. <clears throat> All right. Who was declared the winner of the first Daytona 500 in 1959 after officials reviewed still photos and newsreel clips? Um, that was the King's dad, Lee Petty. That is correct. Goodness. All right. <laughs> All right. Damn, you still, um, how's your sandwich? <laughs> Last question, Jeff. Here we go. Last question here. In 2000, this is Cinderella teams. In 2013, a 15th seed made it all the way to the Sweet 16. What school was this? You said what what year was it? 2013, a 15th seed made it all the way to the Sweet 16. And what school was this? I believe... I believe this team might have upset Duke. I believe um, it was Lehigh. It was not Lehigh. That's incorrect. Tim, you want to wager a guess oh, here? Oh, good Lord. You know, the only thing that comes to my mind is Santa Clara, but I don't know if they were a 15 or not. It was not Santa Clara. It was Florida Gulf Coast. Oh, yeah, oh, that's good right. Lord. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was right. I knew that. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> no, I'm being Jeff. <laughs> that was my Jeff impression. <laughs> I kind of well, think I've been. I think I, I somehow I feel like I've been. I've been snookered here. That Jeff is not Jeff. That he is in fact that uh, the computer. You know the Jeopardy computer thing. That IBM <laughs> contraption that they put together. But screw that thing. Well, yeah. <laughs> and at the end of the hold on, I've got to go change my. I got to go change my underwear now that I've shit my pants repeatedly. <laughs> at the end of the first round, the score is. Tim, 900. Jeff, 5,100. <laughs> and then if you figure out the conversion right there, I'm getting beat even worse. <laughs> <laughs> those, are Canadian hockey, those are Canadian hockey points I got, not uh, American college basketball points. <laughs> No, well, I, did want to, I did want to clarify on the uh, – you don't even know who Yari Curry is, correct? No, I don't. No. Yeah, he that, that was kind of a trick question. He never, ever played for the Philadelphia Flyers. Technically, that was correct. His rights were traded twice on the same day. Oh. The second team being second team being the Kings, so he got – so technically he did belong to the Philadelphia Flyers, but he never played there, so – 
Well, still, I'll give you the credit then. I'll give you the credit. No, then. no, no. You're that. No, I'm. I'm going to go ahead and give you the credit for that, since, since, because that's that's bullcrap. I looked it up, and that was the answer it gave me. But I'll give you credit since you actually got it right. So the score is fifty-one hundred to fourteen hundred now. Okay. But don't forget, and uh, well, we lost Tim just now. We'll have to wait for him to come back. Let's see what happens he went to here. Make a sandwich. <laughs> Apparently, um, let me go. Let me see here. He may be able to get back in. Let me invite him back here. I don't know what happened there. That's weird. He's never done that before. Maybe some technical difficulties. Oh, send okay. There he is. Okay, he's back. All right, Tim, you back? I lost, I lost Wi-Fi there for a moment. No, it's okay. Out. I'm we back. Got you I, back. I wasn't, I wasn't fleeing. <laughs> brave, All right, brave Sir Robin rode home from Camelot. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. That die. was the first round. Now let's go ahead and look at double jeopardy. Now this points are going to be double in this. Ooh. So basically what I'll do is I'll double your score at the end of uh, the second round and add it together with your first round. So that's what we'll do. Now here are here are the categories for the second round in this jeopardy game. Number one, the uh, sports trophies. I'll give you the trophy and you tell me the sport. To which the trophy okay. belongs. You better hope Number, that these trophies are not fucking West Virginia high school trophies, you bastard. No, 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 no. Only major sports. Only major sports. Number <laughs> and, no, and by the way, by the way, by the way, there's no like individual player awards. These are championship trophies. Oh, okay. Okay. Just putting that out. All right. Number of seasons. I'll give you the player, and you'll tell me how many seasons they played their sport. For our listeners out there, wrestling, wrestling trivia. Worst NFL and NBA draft picks. I'll give you the year, the pick, and the team, and you tell me who they took. And finally, sports jersey numbers. I'll give you the player and the team. You tell me what number they wore. Tim, you're losing. You will go first. Hmm. Okay, let's let's go uh, sports trophies for what? What was it? Two hundred? You say? Yeah. Double? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. So all right, let's go with sports trophies for two hundred. The Vince Lombardi Trophy. Oh, oh, that would be the uh, NFL to Super Bowl. Correct. The NFL. Oh boy, do I feel smart now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Give, all me, right. give me that same same one for four. All right, the Larry O'Brien Trophy. Really? Yes. I I don't know. Take a guess. Tiddlywinks. <laughs> that is incorrect. Jeff? Uh, I believe, Nathan, that's the uh, NBA Finals Trophy. It is the NBA. How, Correct. How in the hell is the NBA final trophy not called the James Naismith trophy? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't never know. knew. I, have to, I gotta be honest, I never knew that's what it was called. Yeah, that's what it's called. Well, Jeff, your cat, your board now, sir. 
Um, let's go with uh, sports jerseys numbers. Sports jersey numbers for what? 200? 100, yeah. Okay. Dirk Nowinski, Dallas Mavericks. Uh, that would be number 41. That is correct. Right, um, do your board. We'll stick with the same category for four. Okay. Alex Ovechkin, the Washington Capitals. I'm going to say I'm going to say is it number 97? That is incorrect. Tim? That would be number 8. That is correct. Number 8. 97 is uh, Mr. Crosby. Jim Hawking. Yes. All right, Tim. You're aboard. Let's go back to trophies for six. All right. The commissioner's trophy. Oh, bloody hell. The commissioner's trophy. The commissioner's trophy. I don't know. No guess? No. No guess? Don't have a clue. Don't have a clue. Jeff? Um, I'm going to say, would it be the Major League Baseball? It is Major League Baseball. Correct. All right. Jeff, you're aboard. Uh, let's go back to sports jersey numbers. What a dumb name. 600. <laughs> it really is a bad name. That is. That's All a right. horrific name. It really <laughs> is. Randy Johnson for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, Nathan, that would be number 51. That is correct. 51. Seagull killer. Seagull killer. (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty bad. It was. was, Oh, that was amazing. That was not a bad bad at all. That was beautiful. He got a couple. Yeah, he dinged a couple. He bought a what an arm that guy had. Anyway. Jeff, you're Uh, bored still. We'll stick it with number 800. 800. Reggie White, the Green Bay Packers. Ooh. Oh, boy. <clears throat> a good one. Um, Thank you. <laughs> I thought so. I'm going to say number 92. That is correct. Right. 92. All right. Finish the category? All right. uh, We'll stick with 1,000 on that category. All right. Brazil national team, Pele. Wow. You know, Nathan, I believe he was number nine. He was not. That is incorrect. Tim. He wasn't number nine. Jeez. All right, I'll go with ten. He was number 10, correct. Huh. How about that? All right, Tim. Number nine Sports was Jersey. Armando Martinez. Yes, Armando. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Tim. Sports Trophies has four and 500 left, and there's three categories that have all the numbers left. All right, well, give me give me Sports Trophies for four. 
or eight or whatever. Oh, however, God, whatever I forgot about this one. I forgot about this. You get this wrong, I'm slapping you. The Grey Cup. Oh, Jesus, I don't know. <laughs> that would be a Canadian. That would be the Canadian Football League. That is correct. Wow. All right. Finish it off. All right, let's yeah, let's finish it off. The Harley J. Earl Trophy. The Harley J. Earl Trophy. Yes. All right, so that's some it, crazy Yankee sport. Given to the champion in what sport? Uh, I, I don't know. College basketball. That is incorrect. Jeff? Uh, Nathan, that would be the Daytona 500 winner. That, uh, is that the Daytona 500 winner? I've just got the NASCAR champion. I don't know. Maybe you need to ask your judges to look it up. <laughs> I'm checking. Judges? Hold on. <laughs> judges, Jeff said that's not quite right. You better look it up. Okay. You are correct, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff is correct. <laughs> Jeff Jeff is correct. It is, it is not as the Daytona 500, so that is correct. Well done, sir. Well done. Thank you. All right. We've got number of seasons, wrestling, and worst NFL and NBA draft picks. Um, I'll tell you what. Let's Let's go up your alley. Let's go wrestling for two. Wrestling. Who did Hulk Hogan defeat to win his first WWF championship? Uh, I believe that would be Andre the Giant. That is incorrect. Man. Tim. That would be the Iron Sheik. That is correct. The Iron Sheik in 1984. In the garden. In the garden. In the garden. All right, Tim, uh, you're all right. Four. Let's go. Let's go with wrestling for four. Wrestling for or four, or whatever, or whatever the hell it is. Who was the first intercontinental champion? Oh Jesus, I know this. Oh, <laughs> well, won the title at a pretend tournament in wherever the hell it was that never happened, right? Rio de Janeiro, baby. <laughs> you know what? I I don't know. I want to say Pedro Morales, but I know that's wrong. It is not um, Pedro Morales. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry, Jeff. Jeff. Um, on, you can get. I'm going to take a wild guess, Nathan, and say the Honky Tonk Man. It is not the Honky Tonk Man. It was Pat Patterson. Pat Patterson. Okay. I just remember that it was the they didn't know what to do, so they pretended they had a tournament that never. <laughs> Never took place. That's true. <laughs> Jeff, back, back you to could, you. Back when you could get away with that. Oh, yeah, uh, give me wrestling for six. All right, wrestling for six. This is the only three-time winner of the Royal Rumble in history. Uh, I'll say Stone Cold Steve Austin. That is correct. Stone Cold right. Steve Austin. 97, 98, and 2001. Stone cold, stone cold. All right. Uh, Stick with it with 800. All right, 800. How many times have Stone Cold and The Rock faced off at WrestleMania? Hmm. I'll say three. That is correct. WrestleMania 15, 17, and 19. You got every odd year there for a while, didn't they? 
Yep. Finish it off for five hundred or a thousand, I mean. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Who did Superfly Jimmy Snooker jump off of the cage onto in Madison Square Garden? Mm. Was it before or after he killed that guy? <laughs> he killed a woman, not a man. During. Uh, Yokozuna. I don't know. <laughs> no, not Yokozuna. Tim, you got a guess? Uh, Don Morocco. It is Don Morocco, correct. How about that? All right. Tim, your board. Seven, number of seasons or worst, worst NFL and NBA draft picks? Uh, let's go number of seasons for two. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. How many seasons did he play in the NBA? Oh, Jesus Christ. I don't know. Uh, How about a number? <laughs> a lot. Um, 23. That is incorrect. Jeff? Uh, I actually was going to guess that, too. Um, I'll say 22. That is incorrect also. It was 20. He played 20 seasons in the mm-hmm. NBA. That's a still a lot. Jeff, your board. Uh, let's go with worst NFL or NBA picks for two. Okay. In 2007, the number one overall pick for the Oakland Raiders. Uh, that would be Jamarcus Russell. That is correct. One of the most god-awful picks ever, even for that franchise. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. Uh, Stick with it for four. All right. 1999, number one overall pick by the Cleveland Browns. Uh, That would be Tim Couch. That is correct, Tim Couch. One of the worst picks ever, even for that franchise. (laughs) 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 All right, Jeff. It's been Johnny Football. Yeah, uh, Tim Couch was right the worst. Coach, oh, God. Tim Couch was number one. Manziel was at least later in the first round. And they had a pick before him, so at least they didn't take him with their first pick of the round. Yeah. Unbelievable. I believe they gave a first-round right. pick the next year, though, to get him. <laughs> How do they did. Been a first. They probably <laughs> did. I would say uh, at least. Okay, uh, 600. The 2001 number all overall pick for the NBA, Washington Wizards. Uh, that would be Kwame Brown. Kwame Brown. That okay. is correct. One of the worst picks ever, even for that franchise. <laughs> God, what a, what, a, what a total miss that turned out to be, eh? That was awful. It was so bad. I remember when that happened, and oh God! I mean, Michael Jordan says he's good. God, he must, he's got to be good. Got to be God good. Is, oh, no, God he doesn't. Once again, <laughs> he doesn't got to be. You were a, just because you're a star player doesn't mean you're a, a judge of talent. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. Yeah. All right, Jeff, your board. Uh, I will still? stick with the same category for eight hundred. The NFL 1998 number two pick by the San Diego Chargers. Uh, that would be Ryan Leaf. Ryan Leaf is correct. Caroline, I'm not even going to say it. 
Yeah, yeah really. I mean, there again, like talk about like not only a total miss on the field, but the guy was just a dick. And a train wreck. Yeah, just like nothing about him was good. Nothing. Kind of makes <laughs> me wonder how they missed how they missed that badly. Jeff, finish it off. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. The 2006 NBA draft, the Charlotte Hornets with the number six overall pick. Hmm. I'll pass. The Charlotte <laughs> no guess Hornets. Charlotte Hornets, the number six overall pick in the 2006, 2006. NBA. I have no clue. The only person I can even think of that Charlotte, the only, I don't even know if he drafted, they drafted him was Larry Johnson. Not Larry Johnson. It was Adam Morrison from Gonzaga. <laughs> oh, I'm oh, I, okay. I totally forgotten we were talking about guys that sucked. <laughs> yeah. Well, Larry Johnson obviously didn't suck. No, he did not. Adam, well, I look like a, Adam, I look like a deal crack on the corner Morrison's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a bad pick. God, he was awful in the NBA. Never never washed or cut his hair in his entire collegiate career. <laughs> you know what uh, he looked like? You know what he looked like, Nate? He looked like uh, he looked like the best friend of uh of uh, Stan's kid on um, American Dad, the booger or whatever his name is. <laughs> I know you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> he does look like him. <laughs> That's who he looked like, yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Tim, it's your board. All that's left is number of seasons. Oh, for two, well, three, or, get, or four, get eight. Get over with. All right. I got for four. I got a date. Uh, I got to make a date here so I can go do Jeff's windows later this week. <laughs> <laughs> number of seasons for 400. Terry Bradshaw. Oh, not not that long, I don't think. Um, I'm gonna go with nine years. That is incorrect, Jeff. Um, I'll say thirteen years. That is also incorrect. Fourteen was the like fourteen seasons, all with the yes. Steelers. Yes. We got to talk about him afterwards because I think he's severely overrated. <laughs> okay, uh, Jeff, your board three, four, or five, or well, I should say six, eight, and twelve, or six, six eight, and two. No, I'm, I'm I'm doing this wrong. It's okay. Never mind. I know what it to do. It don't matter. It's it's, it's long over. <laughs> Jeff's the winner. Let's just get the questions done. Wayne Gretzky. Uh, or Jeff, because I don't. I don't know the answer to this either, so. 20 years. How many? 20. 20? That is correct. All right. That was an educated guess. And and he wasn't, you know, wasn't even 40 years old when he packed it in. Huh. Still, right. better than anybody on the, still better than anybody on the ice. When did he start? 18? 18 years old? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 800. All right. Barry Bonds. Mm. I'll say 19 seasons. Okay, before you answer that, Nate. Oh, okay, never mind. Go ahead. Incorrect. I was going to say that uh, Barry Bonds played 
12 years, and then the juiced-up version played 11 years. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your answer, Tim? So my, my answer was tw- was 23 seasons. <laughs> that is incorrect. On juice, 11 it's on the tw- juice and 12 off. It, you were close. It's 22. Good Lord. All right, Tim, this one goes to you. Since Jeff missed that one, last one. How many years did Deion Sanders play in the NFL? Oh, I have no idea. Uh, 11 seasons. That is incorrect. Jeff? Uh, I'll say 14 seasons. That is incorrect. He only played five years in the NFL. What? You sure? That's what I, that's what I no read. Way. He, I know he played yeah. more. Played for Atlanta, San Francisco, and Dallas. He had to play more than that. Hey, look here. Hmm. Have a look. I was going to say he really didn't play. Okay, yeah, I definitely season. counted wrong. I can already tell yeah. I counted wrong. Let me count this again. How many did you say, Jeff? Um, I believe gosh. I said uh, 14, I believe. You said 14. Let me count this up. Okay, you're wrong anyway. It's 12, but I was wrong. It's yeah, not so I said 11. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he played five closer. years with. I think he played five years with the Falcons. That's what it was. That was my okay. bad. Right, right. I was going to say though he was in the NFL for probably that long, but he really didn't play because most of the time he just stood there. <laughs> and well, there was there was a long period of time where they, I mean he never really did anything because they never threw the ball at him. It was ridiculous. Right, he was that good, yeah. He was that good, yeah. I mean, he just kind of well, he back, backpedaled five feet and then stood there. I screwed up on on the points because I forgot that the points uh, adding up is uh, two, four. It goes two, then four, then eight, then 16, then two. Or No, it doesn't even go like that. It goes, it goes <laughs> don't ah, know. fuck it. I don't even know. And in a surprise tally, Tim is the winner. <laughs> Well, I'll go ahead and tell you this. I'm I'm counting this up right now. Before we go into Final Jeopardy. <laughs> oh, we got a Final Jeopardy? Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, oh yeah, now I'm really, Final Jeopardy. Oh, now I'm really excited. I can, what little I did have, I can lose. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Just like real life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So after the scores, Tim has 3,200. Jeff has 8,900. Well, that's not bad considering Jeff is a goddamn machine savant. I swear to God. All right. So, <laughs> I'm going to ask the category for Final Jeopardy is. Let's see how I can figure out what the category name for this would be. Okay. If you, if you can't come up with a category, you do like Jeopardy does, and you go, it's potpourri. Yeah, really. No, this is uh, Longest Games. Oh, boy. So, uh, Tim, why don't you text me your wager via Facebook and then put the phone or put step away from the headphones. Um, so the can tell me 89 to 32? 89 to 32. All right, I'm going to give Tim a chance. Okay. I'm gonna be Tim, are you going to send me? Yeah, Tim's going to send me his, his wager. Tell me when you're getting ready to put oh, the phone uh, down. Okay, my wager is what uh, was whatever I, whatever I had. Um, okay. <laughs> well, so that's 3200. 
it don't really matter. Yeah, I don't really make any difference. So yeah, I, I, I'm all in. Okay, Tim goes thirty-two hundred. Jeff, uh, I'll wager twenty-five hundred. That way, if I miss it and he gets hit, then we can tie. Okay, twenty five hundred thirty-two. All right. Okay. All right. Here's the final Jeopardy question. All right. What I'll do is, I will give you the question. You will have one minute to think. I'm going to play the law offices of Stephen P. New commercial, and we will come back. Tim, you will text me your answer. We'll so do. I know. So and then we will ask well, Jeff first. Long. I'll either know it or I won't. It won't take me okay. fifteen seconds. So. All right. So here we go. Longest games is the category. The 2009 Big East Tournament, Syracuse versus UConn. Second longest game in history in NCAA basketball. How many overtimes did they go? You have one minute and twelve seconds. Starting now. Personal injury, automobile accidents, workplace accidents, mesothelioma, social security disability, unfair insurance practices, family law, employment discrimination, all these things and more can be helped by new law office. Stephen P. New will fight for you and your rights. Mr. New, what is there to do if you're in an automobile accident? When car wrecks happen, insurance is always involved. Did you know that in West Virginia, We have the highest percentage of uninsured and underinsured motorists driving on our highways. That means that when you're in a car wreck, your attorney needs to know how to work with your insurance company to maximize the compensation that you'll receive. If you've been in a car wreck, call me, Stephen P. New. For your free consultation, call 1-888-692-8084 or visit newlawoffice.com. Stephen P. New will fight for you to get you where you need to be. He's a proud sponsor of our program, and Mr. New is a stand-up national and local attorney. Stephen P. New, attorney at law, answers to your legal questions. All right. A little plug for Stephen P. New there. Give you guys a chance to think. Tim sent me his answer. Jeff, what is your answer? I remember watching this game, uh, Nathan, and I kept staying up and was late for work the next morning, so I, I kind of remember it pretty good, but I believe it was six overtimes. Six overtimes. Tim sent me his answer. Tim, what was your answer? Yeah, six. Six was Tim's answer as well. That answer is correct, both of you. Well, I'll son of a bitch. So, Tim will, will lose, but... <laughs> 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 Don't try out for the game show anytime soon, Bush. You will lose, you moron. You idiot, you douche. The, fi- <laughs> the final score. Oh, Lord. Jeff, 11,400. Tim, 6,400. Here on Sports <laughs> Jeopardy. <laughs> well, I have no problem. Uh... I have no problem bowing to my betters. Uh, Jeff is obviously very well-schooled in the finer aspects of the sports and the statistics end of thing, apparently. Well done, sir. Hats off. Well, uh, hockey was obviously my uh, weak spot, but 
I do like hockey, though. I think it's the best playoffs, and I, I enjoy watching the playoffs. Dude, you can definitely tell, though, the bias of our of the maker of the questions. Someone has a deep-seated love of college basketball. I mean, when <laughs> I you use Final Jeopardy questions. I thought you knew college basketball better than that. Why would I know anything about the length of the Big East tournament in 2000 and whatever it was? You got that one right. Yeah, I guessed. Well, you guessed correctly. I mean, that would be like me asking you, Nate, uh, in the uh, 2004 Alberta Provincial Curling Championships, what was the final score between Bud Smith and Frank Smith? Seven to three. Seven to three. It's always seven to three in curling, dude. <laughs> Jeez, who doesn't know no, that? That's a classic. Actually, you know what? What that does go to prove, though, or, or what it shows me, anyway, is that Americans love basketball, particularly and football. Uh, how are you on baseball? I can notice there was no baseball questions, really. Ah, I suck uh, at baseball. <laughs> yeah, see, Nate, Nate hates baseball, so yeah, I don't know that I would do very well in baseball either. But... I asked a couple. I mean, I asked a couple of baseball questions. Trophy it's and hard. Randy Johnson, I remember those. But yeah, it, it's that. hard. It's very hard to come up with questions because you, you, like I said, you either you already know the answer, and you're going, okay, how hard is this question really? Or okay, this question is so ridiculously hard that nobody would know the answer when there are lots of guys who know the answers. It's it's really hard to make questions. I find it is. I thought some of them were pretty difficult, Nathan. I really did. Well, thank uh, you. For a few of them, then there was a you few I had to guess it. on. Uh, I thought you did a pretty good. <laughs> uh, for the most part, some of the draft pick questions that was. Uh, but uh, you know, you did. I thought you did as the. Questions went on to like you know four or five hundred or six or eight hundred whatever they they seemed. Yeah, I tried to difficult. make them a little more difficult the more it went on. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there was there was a, there was a, a lack of Minnesota Timberwolves trivia, which was good. <laughs> I mean, you could have filled up the bad draft pick section there just with <laughs> your own team, buddy. You're telling me you're preaching to the choir on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Although you could do that. Or, I mean, and you didn't have a Raiders hate segment, you know, which I'm surprised. No. no. no I no did bring up Jamarcus Russell. Questions. That gave me a tip. That okay, gave me a but tipple. that was um, – let's, let's put down some bets. Do you think they can top the, that pick this year? <laughs> Not – no. <laughs> pretty bad. <laughs> I don't know. That was pretty I think, bad. I if you're the Raiders, any, what do you draft, though? I mean, you can't I really go any, wrong, I wouldn't think. Yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I don't know if they really need a quarterback. But, but I mean, any uh, franchise that when they go on television and the general manager looks at the coach and says, well, he's the one who gets to pick next picks. You know, I don't have any say in anything. And I kind of wondered, well, why are you – why do they pay for – why isn't Gruden just a general manager too if he is making all the decisions anyhow? No, really. really <laughs> that sounds really like a waste make, of money. Yeah, I mean, it didn't really make any sense to me. I mean, I watched that press conference and went, what the hell? He said, oh, I don't, I don't have any decision-making power at all. Well, then what do you do? Yeah, why are you here? Well, I mean, it begs the question, of what, what, what is it exactly? What role do you fill? Bottom wiper well, for John Gruden? Yeah. Well, he's definitely made his bed, so he better hope these draft picks turn out. Well, do you think he cares, though? At the end of the day, I mean, he's got a guaranteed, what is it, like some ridiculous sum of money. 
I mean, I guess he'd be a bit embarrassed if the team doesn't do very well, but it's not like he's not going to come out smelling like a rose on the financial end of things. Right. Yeah, yeah he doesn't have to worry about money. Really? I, I mean, I know you guys don't not crazy about him, but I, I thought he did pretty good at at that. And I hated him. Uh, he's a lot better than what they've had on there. Like, uh, I mean, he's better than Witten, I think, and he's better than Tony Romo and uh, – but maybe I really – I don't think he should have ever left because there was always that, well, he was a pretty good coach. I don't know if he could still do it now. Now you're finding out the football, you know, the game may have passed him. I told everybody he couldn't do it, and he's it, proving me it, right. It's not so much my problem with him as his personnel moves. I, I, I mean, I can't figure out what he – like particularly this year in particular. I, I don't know what he was thinking when he moved the guys he moved. He I mean, the Amari Mack, I think, and move Cooper first. Uh, like if you're gonna move, I, I kind of, I kind of get the move to move Cooper. Like I, I kind of get it, but moving Khalil Mack was stupid. Like there was no sense in moving Khalil Mack. Like you've got well, a monster. I mean, wide receivers. At least you've got a chance to find another one of those in the draft. Yeah, the chances of you finding another Khalil Mack anywhere. Is I really a flip of a coin because you're slim and none. Yeah, you just don't come across guys like that very often. So, and they needed it too. I mean, it's not it's a, it's it's something every team needs one of, and most teams would give their left arm to get one, and he gives his away for a first round pick, Chicago. <laughs> yeah, so so he can draft try to draft another one of something he already has. Or exactly. Doesn't make sense to me, but. I guess that's why those guys are, you know, that's why he's getting paid what he gets paid. And I'll be mowing Jeff's lawn on Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Tim, you put up a good fight, I thought. Well, no, clearly Jeff has got me covered in uh, football. He definitely, uh, I wouldn't even, uh, yeah, I would never try that again. If we're gonna, he's got his stats down big time, and of course, like NASCAR. Well, I'm not, I'm not embarrassed to say I know nothing about NASCAR. Thought Nathan would have. I, I like the wrestling edition of the category. I really did. No, oh, we could do wrestling all day. I know wrestling trivia at the behind. It's surprising too what you actually know when you hear the answer, but you can't, you can't come up with an answer. But then when you hear the correct one, you go, okay, yeah. I Maybe didn't know know that, but now that you hear that, you know that's right. That makes sense. I was kind of embarrassed I missed the uh, Hogan question. <laughs> yeah, aren't you, well, I had to man? Think about that. I had to think about that for a second. The only, the only thing I suppose that would be silly about that is that is Andre never had the title, ever. Yeah. yeah. He had well, it for like three, two minutes. I guess ten <laughs> seconds, and then he gave it to but DiBiase. Said DiBiase. Yeah. You know, what that's you an interesting. Uh, what do you think of the weekend football games? Now that they're done. Chargers laid an egg. <laughs> was really thinking that they would they would at least cover. Maybe not right, win. That was, that was really disappointing. I thought they would play a lot better. Did, yeah, I did. Did they actually lay an egg, or were the Patriots just uh, really good? They were prepared, you know, for one thing. Well, that game was over at halftime. Yeah. <laughs> I did the thing I swore never to do, never bet against Brady and Belichick in the playoffs, and I did. Oh. And 
They got me. Yeah, and said until until they lose, which which might even happen next week. Um, I don't think it will. <laughs> I really don't. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. The 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 the, the uh, Chiefs didn't look too shabby to me. And it's in Kansas City, so that is helpful. It's got yeah. potential to be a really good game like they had earlier in the year. So, I think both games will be good. And we really we need some good games because this weekend wasn't good except for the last game, really. The last game was the only game really worth watching. The other three were kind of – well, I mean, the Cowboys game was okay, but, I mean – It was a – the game was close, but it wasn't a particularly exciting game to watch on television. No, nah, it wasn't. But, I mean, in 30-22, I mean, that's – I would have said most people would have thought that would have been a lot worse than that. I really thought Dallas would play better. Dallas, need, Dallas needs a coach. They do. Did, did you see uh, Terrell Owens called out? Uh, Jerry Jones said that well, uh, Jason yeah, I mean, Garrett had to go. <laughs> Jason Garrett has been the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys because Jerry Jones likes him. Not because Jason Garrett ever brought anything really to that position that a hundred other guys couldn't bring, and but that's part of being in Dallas too, I guess. You know that's how that things work in Dallas. Well, Jerry wants to be the coach too, and he feels like he can control Garrett. I'm surprised that he doesn't. I'm amazed that he doesn't just say, "Yeah, you know, okay, I'm taking off next season. I'm going to run the, team, the entire team," because he sort of does anyway, right. sort of being being out there. I think that's why I think that's why Jason Garrett has a job still is because he's willing to be a yes man. And people are like, well, why do they keep Jason Garrett around? They're just good enough to get there and make a little bit of noise. And he's willing to let Jerry Jones do whatever Jerry Jones wants and not fight him on it. So I think that's why I think that's why Jason Garrett continues to be the coach year in and year out. Well, the, the Cowboys are in that spot where a lot of teams find themselves. Like you said, they're just good enough to get into the playoffs. They're not good enough to win. They're not bad enough to get that first-round pick that really changes everything. And their owner doesn't have enough balls to really make a, you know, really shake it up. So they kind of live in mediocrity, which is where they've I mean, been I give for him the he did go out and get uh, Mari Cooper, so I'll give him okay, that. but that was – no, but, like, I'm talking, like, okay, I've had enough of Dak Prescott. We're done with Dak Prescott. He's an okay quarterback, but he's just not the kind of guy he's, – he's, we're not going to win Super Bowls with, with him. So he's gone, and I'm getting somebody else. You will never see that in Dallas, ever. They ride, Look how long they rode Tony Romo. Yeah, who was point. You know, who was was a decent enough quarterback, but was never could never win the big game ever. And yet they rode that guy for years. So this is the year. This is the year. This is the year. Look, Tony Romo made tens of millions of dollars throwing interceptions for the Dallas Cowboys when it mattered. <laughs> they just they just don't. They yeah. I mean, you need an owner. Like if you want to win, you have to have an owner that is cutthroat and does not. You got to have like the guy. You know, the guy who runs the Patriots. Okay, this guy we traded Robert for this Kraft. guy. Yeah, we played we played him for two two games. He doesn't fit in. He's gone. No, this guy's been here for eight seasons, but he just he just isn't part of the picture anymore. We got rid of him. We don't care. Or and we'll bring in anybody that we think will help the team, and that's what they do, and they keep winning. I I, I kind of think it's hard for. Um... 
for teams, though, if you don't get the right quarterback, a lot of times you're stuck. Like, you know, you can't just dial 1-800, I need a quarterback. Uh, I mean, I know you like the Giants. No, I agree. I tried that. I tried that. It didn't work. But do you think, like, you look at some of the franchises that suffered. Like, the, you know, and, and then they got, well, I'll just go look at the list of quarterbacks in the league. And you go, okay, well, there's no reason, you know, there's no wonder this team can't win. Look who's their quarterback. I mean, good Lord. This guy is horrible. There's college quarterbacks better than this guy. There's guys not playing in the league that are better than this guy. And yet, you know, we, well, no, yeah, we'll give him $14 million. And it, it's, well, I mean, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but look at like the guy from Minnesota this year. Uh, you know, oh, boy, he was just going to be the savior of that team. And look how god-awful they were this year. And yet they're going to drag you. They're going to go with the same plan they went with this year again next year, and it's not going to work next year either. Well, I think they they threw the money at Kirk Cousins, and he was one of those people were like, "Yeah, he's a good quarterback." And now we're looking at him going, "But is he?" Well, I, don't he was, know. I mean, he was always known as you know he's a good field manager. Yeah. Okay, but that doesn't that doesn't get it done anymore. You've got to get somebody that can. I mean, we're almost back to uh, pocket passer. Is what's getting it done right now. Guys, who can swing it. He plays I mean, good to his competition, I believe. You know, he beats you know the average teams, but when it came to some of the better teams, he just struggled against and. That's yeah, don't alarming. get me wrong. I, I'm not trying to say the guy sucks either, because I mean, obviously he's an NFL quarterback. I mean, I'm saying comparative to the team that usually wins the Super Bowl, when you look at who they've got, it they've either got a stellar defense or they got a quarterback that is, you know, super is a Hall of Fame. Tyler Brady. Maybe. I don't know. It's just you, you know I like Cousins. He puts up numbers, but at the same time, it's like yeah. Nah. Well, a lot of people say that about Philip Rivers. He's a really good quarterback, but he just can't ever seem to get it done when it when it really matters. He he can't, yeah. he doesn't. They don't win. Now I don't know how much True. of that is really on. It's necessarily on him. But let let me but, let I me mean, throw this out there. This has been my this has been my thoughts for forever on Philip Rivers. Who's the best Who's the best receiver they've given that guy to throw to? All right, then look at Kirk Cousins. He's got the best, probably, arguably, two of the best receivers in football with Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen. They're better than every receiver Rivers has got. So, that's my argument. And his career, Rivers, this year might have been Rivers' year in terms of his best receiving core. Tyrell Williams, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. Okay, well, I mean, that's, honestly, that's... Yeah, that's but that's kind of what I'm getting at. Now, uh, you know, if you've got a quarterback who can throw, which obviously he can, and he's been there for how many years? You would think somewhere along the line the San, the San Diego slash L.A. Chargers would have been able to pick up one receiver in that time. And I'll tell you this. Take Phillip Rivers, put him on the Vikings right now. They are in the playoffs this year, no, no question. Either in the playoffs and they're – and who knows? They may be even that, that. They may be better with Rivers as their quarterback. It's just it's a strange thing. Like I mean, it's it's painfully obvious. Like I mean, you guys are big fans. 
And you, I don't know, Jeff. Who's your who's your go-to team? Uh, I like the Giants. Okay, so, all right. So there's a perfect example. Now, I mean, everybody's shitting all over Eli Manning. Okay, granted. I mean, I you never really know what you. I mean, Eli's been like that for years. But I think right. he's he's. I think though he's pretty much done. Yes, he's. I think he's been done two or three years. Yeah, yeah. He's he's pretty much done. So why are they going to trot him out there again next year? And yet they're gonna. Unless his dad knows somebody in the New York mob or something, I really, I really don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but it, it, it kind of it sort of makes you wonder though, right? Where you you got to sit there and think, okay, I mean, I'm all for loyalty, and I mean, the guy won two Super Bowls there, and that's all well and good, and but I mean, it's painfully obvious to everybody else that he lost, you know, half a step or whatever it is, and he just doesn't have it anymore. He could probably still go and play for a lesser team, and he probably could play for the Giants and win six or seven games like they did this year. But if you think you're going to get into the playoffs or win the Super Bowl with Eli Manning at quarterback, not happening. Not happening. I really yeah, was hoping happening. they would maybe a couple of years ago maybe try to trade up to get Watson or uh, even, you know, but they were all about signing him, and I guess they felt like – I really think Odell Beckham gave him three or four more years on his You're career without him. I don't think that, uh, he, you know, he, w- he kind of got exposed. And then once Beckham got there, he started to play better, but he's it's just strange, not the same. It's a strange position because I kind of, uh, I mean, I hate to use the hockey analogies because you guys aren't that big into the hockey, but in NHL, it's like the goalie position. If that guy's not good, it really doesn't matter to the most part what the rest of the team is like. You know, unless you've got, like, you know, the Chicago Bears 80s defense or something like that going on. But otherwise, you know, that quarterback has got to be good. And yet NFL teams never, ever, ever seem to have a backup worth talking about. And the minute they get the Eagles, one that's The happens, Eagles do. The Eagles <laughs> do, and yet, they're, and yet they're talking about which one of them they're going to get rid of. They never – franchises never – you know, look what happened to Jimmy G in, in New England. you got right. a 40-year-old quarterback. Well, granted, he's Tom Brady, but still, he's 40 years old. Right. He is He is one hit from getting crippled. Right. No, they're all one hit from getting crippled. Why would you not Why would you not keep that guy for a year so that when, he, when Tom Brady does go to pieces, and he's going to, you've got somebody that can come in and play. But I can already hear it. Oh, the Patriots don't have a quarterback, and there's nobody to draft this year, and they ain't got one. And they suck, and they go through, you know, Colin Kaepernick comes to New England or something ridiculous like that because they're trying to find somebody to fill in the slot when they had a guy, but they didn't keep him. Yeah. Well, I think the problem they had with that was – Got to pay him. Jimmy G had – his contract was coming up, and everybody knew that he was going to be – they just couldn't pay both of them. But the thing is, I really believe that Belichick was okay with getting ready for, rid of Brady or trading him somehow to somebody – and Bob Kraft stepped in and said, no way. Oh, I I think you're 100% correct. I think Tom Brady paid a visit to Mr. Kraft's house and said, what is this bullshit? Right. Well, <laughs> I, I really believe it. And I'm, I believe it may have affected the uh, Super Bowl, you know, some of the Super Bowl decisions. Well, you don't year. want I mean, uh, I'm not sure, want... but you know, totally. Yeah, but I just, they, they, looked a little, uh, they looked a little helter-skelter last year for the, for the Patriots. That's that's you're right. I mean, and you don't want uh, you don't want Tom to talk to Giselle and get some of her German friends to pay you a visit. 
<laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> I mean, you know, oh, a guy good. forgets. A guy forgets too that you know we all. I mean, I always talk about you know even with my teams too. Well, why didn't they do this and why didn't they do that? But it's never that simple either. I mean, we're talking about economics and personalities and and you know why don't why you know why didn't the, why didn't my team go and pick this guy up? Well, maybe that guy didn't even want to come anywhere near your team. <laughs> they must be the Minnesota Timberwolves then. Well, I mean, yeah, but you hear people say that. Well, you know, why don't the, why don't this, you know, not basketball, okay, but why don't they get LeBron? Because LeBron doesn't want to go there. And even if he did, they couldn't afford him, you know, and there's 14 other reasons why he wouldn't go there. You know, state sales tax and his family and, I mean, a million other things I can think of. It's never as simple as just getting the best player. Are you guys getting it that be. Of audio? Yes. What is it? Getting some vicious feedback. No, hold on. How about now? Yeah, it's good. No. Yeah, good now. I'm, I'm never sure where it's coming from. How about now? Well, that may have been my fan. <laughs> Oh, okay, that that would explain it. All right. I, I did enough. the Tom Robinson thing. I had the fan. <laughs> yeah, but Tom would go and stand in front of seven running fans and wonder why you couldn't well, hear Tom, him. <laughs> you get Tom on the air and it'd be like this. You just hear. This <laughs> <laughs> is ridiculous. Tom, like, Tom, I, I'm like, Tom, your fan's blowing. Really? <laughs> <laughs> when you're in front of a jet engine. Out on the tarmac. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tommy. How <laughs> we miss him. He should be back Wednesday. He should be on the oh, show Wednesday. He's going to save me from basketball hell, is he? Yes, he is. Yeah, Even though you wanted to do the breaking news segment. <laughs> I'm doing it, and we're doing, and we're doing it again. Are we? Okay. Damn it works for me. Ed Bogus said it was good, so we're doing it again. <laughs> All right. <laughs> if Ed Bogus approves, then we do it, damn it. Damn straight. Ed Bogus <laughs> approves. Well, we got like four or five people that can approve things. Armando, uh, Ed, and, and Nick, and Jeff. If, if those guys are big with segments, they come back on the air. That's true. That's very true. We listen to our audience, all four of them. Were you, were you on the air, Jeff, when we were discussing your last name? No, I don't you think you were. Get silence out of Jeff. Is it? No, no. Oh, because no, I've decided now after after my thrashing, you no longer need a last name. You will just be Sir Jeff or Mr. Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> he shall Jeff. be Jeff yeah. Robinson. <laughs> Jeff Robinson the fourth. <laughs> <laughs> oh poor Tom, the shit he takes. Oh goodness. But um. All right. Well, so what do you know, we want to talk about? Throw some, throw something out there. We're we're stuck in the mud here a little bit. Are we now? What, what's the spreads on the Go. games next week, Nathan? Do you know? Oh God, I don't even know if they've been released. Um. Yet. Yeah, I don't know that they've even come out yet. They might have. You probably won't see the spreads. You probably won't see the spreads until 
um, Tuesday. Well, we've got uh, potentially. I think you could see some high scoring games. We've got New Orleans minus. Yeah, we got. I've got them already. New Orleans minus three and a half, and uh, KC minus three. Wow, Kansas City minus three. Okay. As, as, Pat- as of right now, I mean, they've only been Patriots for, in uh, the playoffs. Getting there. I might make a trip to Mardi Gras and put, put down some money. <laughs> might, have to, might, have to, might have to get a hold of Mike Mills, the, the greatest New Orleans Saints fan who ever lived. Remember him Speaking from the Mardi Gras, When I say Mardi Gras, that's a casino near where I'm at. <laughs> well, that's, that's Marty, M-A-R-T-Y, Gras, G-R-A-W. <laughs> no, it's Marty Gras Hotel and Casino. It's the guy who owns the gas station down on the corner, Marty Gras. You know him. Well, you know, he's, he's a loan shark on the weekends. His dad, his dad was Herb Gras. Remember him? Fought in the war. Yeah, he's cousin of Tug. Ma Gras? <laughs> and yeah. Quick Gras? Yeah. So, so, you know, so you know Bubba Louie then? I do. <laughs> Now we're getting out there a little bit. That's going. I'm surprised you know that. That's a bit before your time, Nick. Uh, you know, I've studied spent history. Of, spent <laughs> a lot of time in front of the TV Saturday morning, did we? Well, sometimes, you know. But uh, one thing I did want to bring up is uh, need to, to kind of brag, Tim, on ourselves a little bit. Uh, oh, all right. Okay. If anybody doesn't pay attention, we on the Wide Men Can't Jump page, um, Tim and I have been picking games every single day um, forever, it seems like. Tim, what's your uh, overall record right now? I saw it the other day. Uh, pretty- I'm 104 to the good, I believe, after yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, which is uh, fifty. I'm fifty eight percent correct on the on the season, yeah. and that's not just me picking ones. I think that's everything. I have yeah, not, you're doing that uh, on every single game played in the NHL this year. Because you're you're just taking the money line, right? You're only doing the money. Well, line. I'm doing the I'm doing the Canadian version because that's what we got up here for betting. So I'm okay, just, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm strictly uh, I'm strictly picking winners, not the spreads. Okay. Well, I am picking spreads, uh, which is very difficult. And um, not counting today's record, at my yesterday after last night, I moved to 265, 239, and 7 on the season. So I'm picking at 52% correct um, for the not season. Against the, spread. Vegas, Against the Vegas, spread, no, I'll take that. Yeah, no. Vegas normally pulls about somewhere between 54 and 56. And then I look at the money Vegas makes on 56. So if you can pull anywhere near there, you're probably, depending on which games you're picking, of course, because, you know, you know the, the, the wilder picks, you're, you're going to bring in more money with those. But, um, yeah, if you're, if you're in, the, in the high 50s, you, you would make money as a professional gambler probably. Well, I'm at 52 right now, um, and that's picking spreads and over and unders. So, not easy. Trust me, not easy. Had some rough No, days. it's not. I mean, you think you – well, it's just so much to take into account. I mean, you could you could have a crew of 10 guys uh, sifting through information to see who was going to win and who wasn't and who's hurt and 
who's having a bad day and whose wife is mad at him and all this kind of stuff that all enters into how guys are going to perform. But, I mean, you could, you know, basketball's got lots of stats. You could spend eons pouring over stats and still not get them right. Yeah, it's tough. You, you, could know, phone Jeff. you could phone Jeff. He could probably tell you. <laughs> <laughs> we got to have that. That That is going to be, I'm going to officially announce that right now. That will be the, uh, the uh, Final Four tournament. will be the Mr. Jeff tournament this year on the Wideman Canzo. <laughs> and, and for Armando, it will be the Senior Jeff. Senior Jeff, good God. <laughs> oh, you got that. You're a little well, slow to the tape there on that one, mate. Sounds like Jim Ross. Good God. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Well, gentlemen, I think that should about wrap it up. We're kind of stalling here and not a whole lot to talk about in terms of football or anything else. And, you know. Well, no, let's let's go down the wrestling. Let's go down the wrestling road a little bit. Well, okay. Let's let's talk about this whole, um, I'm sure Jeff's got some opinions on this. Let's talk about this whole, what is it, uh, all elite wrestling Chris Jericho. He may not even know what that is. <laughs> Chris Jericho thing where I see today that Jericho actually has come out and confirmed that he is making more money on his three-year contract than he did working in his last WWE contract. Doesn't shock me. Wow. Did not know that. It really uh, doesn't. It doesn't shock me, own, but, uh, it, but it makes me wonder... It makes me wonder how they can throw around. I mean, obviously, whoever this Khan family who's back in this thing is not. A, I mean, they have money, but they obviously are not afraid to spend it. Considering at this point in time, they have no product. Yeah. I mean, they have no. They don't have right an overhead now. right now. Yeah. So uh, article was about whether he thought they had a chance to talk CM Punk out of coming out of retirement or not. And he actually, in his uh, defense, he was actually honest and said he didn't really think so. But then he said he didn't really think he would ever sign up for such an endeavor and money can make people do things they maybe thought they might not do. I could see punk wrestling for them just to stick it to WWE, honestly. Might be a really good reason to do it if you were him. Especially I don't know though. Paid. Like I don't know. It just it I guess it just depends on what he's doing. I don't know. There's just I was there's, never a big fan of his, so Oh, I was a huge fan. I'm not gonna no, deny I was, that. No, I, was I was a really big fan. I was never a big fan of his, so I, I could care less whether he goes there. Um, I'm a huge fan. I'd love to see him come back, but at the same time, I'm looking at it like, ugh. You know, it just depends on what they decide to do. Uh, I don't know. Apparently that went nowhere. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things where I'm looking at it and I'm going, eh. It's hard to say, right? I mean, you, Because right you don't now, know what don't... they're going to do. You don't right. know what they're going to do. They haven't made a decision. You don't know who all's coming. You don't know who's going to be used. You don't know who's going to be the guy. Who's 
who's booking, where are they going to well, run, what are they going to do? Let's go at it. From, let's go at it from this angle. Okay, we've got what SmackDown is coming on. Uh, what channel here shortly, or at the end of the year? Fox. Fox. So they're going on. They're going on Fox. All right. What? I mean, the, the cons have got more money than, way more money than Vince. Like that's yeah. not even close. That's not even close. Is there a way that, I mean, that would be the tipper for me is if they somehow got on network television. And now I don't know how they'd ever do that, considering they have no. You would have to, to have a. Con- you would have to have a consistent product for years before network, t- and you'd have to have good ratings with a name to back it before network what like if, what television. What if we go back to up. the old style where they say we go, we'll uh, we'll go on for uh, a tenth of the advertising, and and you don't have to pay us. We'll go on for free, like what well, they used just, to do back. <laughs> that would like be kind of dumb. Well, it wouldn't to get your product out there. Yeah, you get your product out there, but then where's your revenue coming from? Uh, where it's going to come from anyway, house shows. Yeah, but are we sure they're going to even be able to do house shows at the moment? Well, that's a good question. They better hope they can because the money they're throwing around. I don't know. Maybe some we'll energy have... drinks throw some money out. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, guys, you gotta. I mean, you got to look at it this way. I mean, through, that, through the people who own this thing, They've got links to the NFL. They've got links to, uh, and I know people in America kind of laugh at it a little bit, but those of us who know a lot about sports don't. They own the uh, Manchester United in the soccer league in Europe. I mean, they have advertising avenues that make uh, the ones in America look like nothing. I mean, we're talking about uh, access to uh, Eastern markets that the WWE would die to get into and are trying to get into China and places like that, where uh, the cons have already got open doors over there. Maybe not for wrestling, but they know people over there through the soccer and all that nonsense. I don't know. It's Again, like everybody in the wrestling world right now is given a hot take on what they want them to do and what they think they should do and this is what they're doing. Some people are saying it'll never work. Some people are saying it's already working. And I'm looking at it going, I want to wait and see what they're going to do. Well, yeah, All In I was big. All In was cool. Right. But one show, though. Somebody one said, show. Somebody said, short of Chris Jericho, it's a whole bunch of guys so far who aren't big enough to make it anywhere else. So, really. I wouldn't go that what's far. The, well, they or haven't. Let's put it that way. You've got, I mean, Cody Rhodes, who couldn't succeed in WWE. Let's be, for whatever reason. Okay, but but for whatever reason, didn't, though. And, I mean, the the Young Bucks, who have never done anything except on the indie scene, really. I'm not saying they couldn't. I'm just saying they haven't yet. They have no proven money draws. I'll say this. They They decided to open this company and they all had to turn down seven-figure contracts from WWE from what is being reported, again. So, I don't know. Right, but I'm just saying as far as getting your money back out of that, I mean, yeah, the all-in thing was cool because it was a one-time thing. Now, they start running that show every week. How long do people want to watch that? It only lasts so long. 
Yeah, I don't know. That's and that's what I'm. I mean, good lord, look at the WWE. I mean, I don't even think they even care what goes out on the television as long as something does. Yeah, seems that way Cause, sometimes. Because most of the time, it's it's not very good. I mean, oh well, I, I don't know. It's all seems kind of crazy. Um, we got any Markel Fultz news? <laughs> Hey, Nathan, I got seen. some uh, NBA news for you that you're going to like. Go ahead. Uh, James Harden went one for 17 behind the arc tonight. Oh, yeah? How many free throws did he shoot? 37, 38? What is it? How many free throws did he shoot? 37, 38? Not for sure. 16. Hold on, let me find. It was 15? 15 to 16. 15 to 16 for free throws. Still had mm. 38 points. Yeah, 38 points still. They don't care to shoot them. Now, okay, here's here's my argument again. And I, I, I use this argument all the time, and I think everybody thinks I'm crazy. They, they lose 116 to 109. He goes one of 17 from three-point land. How about you pass that ball under somebody else, and they make what? Four of those chances go in for two-pointers, and you win the game. I mean, you can look at it that way. I mean, okay, granted, he's James Harden, and then fine, he probably has free reign to do whatever he wants out there. But really, as a coach, shouldn't somebody say after he's one of, like, ten, hey, James, maybe you ought to think about passing the ball. (laughs) Well, just saying. I mean, you would even if if James Harden gives a shit about winning, he should tell himself. Hey, James, maybe instead of throwing up this fucking brick, maybe you ought to pass to that guy over there who ain't covered. <laughs> oh, no, wait a minute. I'd like to do my two-step travel bullshit move and then miss the hoop by five feet. But I'm James Harden. What do you think, what do you think about James Harden? Harden I, tell I, I got a bitch, he got a bitchin' Hutterite beard. I know that much. <laughs> or or men, are, do, you guys have, do you guys have Mennonites up there? Or Hutterites? Mennonites? Yeah. You know what they you know what they are? Ah, I'll pop my head, Jeff. Mennonites uh, are kinda like uh they're kinda like uh, Hutterite light, I guess you could say. They don't live in uh they don't live in communes, but other than that they kinda live the same sort of lifestyle. They're they're not as bad they're not as uh technology shy as the Amish are. But they Yeah, you're like not gonna see that you're not gonna see that down here much. Well, I know like Philadelphia, is, Pennsylvania is full of Amish. They got lots of Amish and Hutterites and all that there. But I guess that's a that's a state or two over from you. But that that James weird. That just screams out Mennonite Hutterite to me. Now look up look up Mennonites and you'll you'll see what I'm talking about. I've heard of Mennonites. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay, but I can go back. I can rant on James Harden. I don't like James Harden. I never have. I'm sure he might be a really nice guy and all that. I don't know. But to me, on the court, he's a selfish player on the court. Hugely selfish. Even though, we, and I say that, and I look and see he had 12 assists tonight, but still think he's selfish. <laughs> one, of, one, of, one of 17. No, one of 17 is selfish. That's selfish. I would like to know what the order was. When did he get the three-pointer in that, in that list of misses? Thanks, <laughs> He said, "Well, he had twelve assists tonight, but yeah. <laughs> I think I've become I've become Tim Robinson. I become Tim Robinson. Jeez. Tim Robinson, ladies and gentlemen. Tim Robinson. That guy doesn't Where's my pass. Cat? 
That guy didn't pass. He's got 17 assists tonight, but he don't pass. Baby, quit being a cock. Baby, quit being a <laughs> cock blocker. That <laughs> poor cat. Poor baby. He took more shit than that cat got blamed for everything. Afraid of rats. Oh, I can't understand. Man. I can't understand why my seven-pound cat is afraid of a seventeen-pound alley rat from Philadelphia. Oh man, that's funny. Is there a place where a guy can look to see? Did, did somebody stat that? Where in his in his shot attempts, where if, if that like let's say if, if the first shot he made went in, and then he missed sixteen in a row. Probably, I'm sure you could. There's a scatter. Chart or something like that, maybe. Yeah, they normally. I'm curious as to when he made the when he made that shot, and then how many he went on to brick after that. <laughs> is he normally that big in the assist department, or is that a anomaly? How big is he, Nathan? Who Harden? Yeah. How big is he? Uh... he in the assist department, isn't he top five? He team? averages 8.7. Is that good or not? That's pretty, pretty good. Pretty good? Pretty okay. Good. Well, no, all right. Well, then maybe, he isn't, maybe he's not as selfish as Pat. I'll take it back, then. Probably be 11 or 12, though. <laughs> but you got to remember, I'm looking at hard, I'm looking at the Rockets, and they shoot more shots than anybody in the league, and they're not a team that waits on the shot clock to run down. They just come out and start firing. So while he may get some assists, he'll get eight. That's all well and good, but this is a guy who's got the ball in his hands every single possession. He could get yeah, up to me, twelve. Uh, he could get twelve to fifteen easily. Let let me let me ask you this question because I don't really know because I don't keep track of these kinds of things. Uh, how stingy are they with handing those out? Assist like hockey? Is it like hockey where sometimes you kind of look and go, okay, um, yeah, the puck might have went by that guy, but I don't really that really wasn't fast. Uh, and they give them an assist uh, anyway. No, they, if you pass they, if you pass the ball to somebody and they make the shot, they you get the assist. Okay, no, all right, obviously that way. But what about the other way, where uh, the ball's uh, the ball goes by and you stick your hand out and it touched your leg and went to another guy and he made a bucket? You get an assist for that? I'm not a hundred percent, honestly. I don't really keep like it. That's I guess that's a statistician call. I, I'm hey, again, really. Because in hockey they do. In hockey, if you, if it touches your, you know, if you didn't even see the puck but it touched your state, your skate, they'll give you an assist. The so assist what are you asking about general. basketball? Well, is it is it that cheesy in in basketball too, or is it more you know it actually has to be an honest to god pass as opposed? I to... I believe it has to be a pass. I believe. I'm not a hundred percent on that. So, I mean, like I've seen in hockey where a guy's taken the puck and tried to ice it. And one of his guys from his own team has skated down the ice, beat the other guy to the puck, and put he him got in credit for the assist. Yeah, and they gave the guy an assist. Okay, well that to me that's not a pass. You weren't attempting to to do that at all. But they like you know they like to pad the numbers in hockey because you know, they just do. A lot of times it depends, like in bas- basketball too. Like if you pass somebody, they have to be, you know, they got usually a time frame where they shoot or. They got to be an emotion, you know, like. Or I guess too, like maybe like okay, un, like if a guy, uh, okay, let's say, and do they only give one? Or do they only give one per basket? Yeah, yeah, it's okay, not like so hockey where you can have two guys. Okay, get so it, let's right? so let's yeah. say um, 
player A passes to player B. He goes up to uh, to uh, throw. He goes to do a layup, and the ball is on the rim, and another guy from the other team maybe touches it in there, and the other guy still gets it back and makes a bucket. Is there going to be an assist on that? Because in hockey, there would be. That would sound more like a rebound, maybe. Put back. Yeah, I guess they don't. Yeah, I guess they don't really have that stat in hockey. So, hockey, hockey is it, 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 the way they word it is, is as long as it is a continuation, an uninterrupted continuation of the play. It's like in hockey too. I mean, you can take a shot on net, and if a goalie stops it and the rebound goes to another guy and he scores, you still get an assist. And I'm like, why? That's not a pass. You weren't trying to. Do, <laughs> you weren't trying to do that at all. Why would you get? You know, why would you get credit for that? But they they hand them out. So I guess the sports not, a little different there. I don't know. I mean, that's I've never really kept stats for anything, so kind of hard for me to look at something and, and know for sure. It, it you know, it's it's one of those things where. Only a, a statistician could really tell you that because I don't you know, know. Like, like I mean, how often? Have, I mean, I know you're not a baseball guy, Nate, but like, how often have you watched a baseball game and and saw you know some scrubby hit and went, okay, that wasn't a hit, that was a fucking error. Come on, when the ball went between your legs, and sometimes it's sometimes it is, and sometimes it isn't. It's entirely up to the whoever's yeah. doing the scoring for the game. Usually depends yeah. on if the ball touches you or like you know, like say if a guy hits a a pop-up out the right fielder, and uh, he, he the ball doesn't even touch him. It just hits the ground. Well, that's actually credit for a hit. He doesn't get an error. But if it would touch his glove and come out, it would be an error. See, I, I think if you're playing in the field and the ball drops within five feet of you, that's an error because <laughs> you should have got it. Right, yeah. Well, I mean, but, if you're on but, your but, horse but, and you're trying to get there. I mean. Well, okay, but that's different. Yeah, that's different. I mean, that's what I'm getting at. I mean, there, there probably isn't a rock-hard set of circumstances. It's kind of maybe there's rules and then there's common sense in there too, maybe. But right. obviously, you know, there's no way that even if he gets a glove on that, he's never going to throw the guy out at first. So that's a hit. Right. I guess. All right. Fair enough. I'm on board with that. Yeah, you know, a lot of times you have uh, questions about, like, infield hits and things if, you know, a shortstop – and get to it, or uh, or second baseman, and if they dive or whatever, and it comes off their glove, it's not necessarily a an error. It's just a hit, you know. But if it goes right, like yeah, well, right. yeah, if, you know, if a shortstop goes deep in the hole and gets his glove on the ball and actually gets it, okay, yeah, but can't make the throw to first, that's probably a hit, right? Right. No, okay, fair enough. I guess scoring can be. It is kind of a subjective thing for that sort of stuff because. The definitions sort of like what's a travel and what's not and what's a foul. And what's a, a what? What's a what? <laughs> well, I mean, let's be honest. If you were, I mean, again, I'm not the biggest basketball fan in the world, but because of you guys, I do watch it way more than I used to. And I have to admit, if you were trying to explain what the rules of basketball were to someone who had never, ever played the game or saw it, they would think you were insane. <laughs> it's true. Well, I thought it's you told me because... they could only take two steps before they could dribble again. Well, uh, sometimes used... it's two, sometimes it's two and a half, sometimes it's three. Sometimes you're allowed to go backwards, kind of like in checkers or chess. Certain pieces, the, the hardened piece is allowed to take one step back, too. 
even when you come when it comes down to explaining the difference between rules in high school and pro and high school and college and um you know all that because I look well, at I it explain, sometimes it, yeah explain to somebody who's never seen a game why that why that was a block and or why that was a charge that's the hardest call to make in the world so I can it, and it, and it is and yet and yet we've all watched games where all three of us would go, how in the hell did they ever not call that a charge? Like yeah. last year with LeBron in the, I think it was game, what was it, game three? Uh, yeah. The controversial call there. I mean, that was pretty much the end of any chance that they had. Yeah, it was. It and really it, was. I mean, as basketball, they don't have replay, right? Yeah, they, they do. Did in that situation, yeah, but, yeah and really it was, it was un- unfortunate for the Cavs that they did. But it, call their replay the, uh, is official replay, though, right? Yeah, it's, it's official not, replay. Okay, it's not coach replay. It's not a challenge thing. Like no, you can't challenge. I'm sure oh, okay. that's coming, but you can't do it, it shouldn't. yet. It shouldn't because it's ruining hockey. Because every time somebody doesn't like what happened, out comes the challenge, and then it it stops the game for two minutes while they look at it, even if it's well, I like, completely bogus. I like, I like the NFL's way. You only get one. You only get two. And if you screw up, and you lose a timeout if you're wrong. So you better make sure what you're challenging is right. Well, in hockey, you get, a, you get a penalty if you're wrong. But there are times when people are still using the timeout for, or the challenge for not really a challenge, eh? My guys are tired. Right. I need a break. I'm trying to stop the flow of the game. And I don't mind the challenge either. I don't mind it on goals. I don't think it should be on anything else. Like in football, it should be on scoring plays and nothing else. After that, you you pay good money to uh, officiating crews to get out there to do their jobs, and they should do them. And they, should do they, them have, they have them on turnovers too, don't they, Nathan? Um, yeah. Uh, they do have replay on turnovers for sure. Yeah, so they, I, I just figure – at the very least, I would like it if they, like, yeah, I've seen it in basketball for turnovers. I don't mind if they do it, but they've got to do it quick. Okay, we think that might we might have been wrong on that. All right, I went and looked at it once. I couldn't see anything screw it. The call that we made on the floor is the call. But now they seem to go, okay, somebody's challenged it, so we've got to look at it to try to find something wrong. We're going to look at it from 72 different angles, 47 times to try to decide if that guy – maybe he might have brushed that ball with his fingertip. No, it doesn't look like he did moving on. Hmm. I mean, it's a way to, th- it's a way to look at it. It's a way to think about it. Well, I think, it, like, if, it, if, you, if it's not, a, like, I mean, okay, like hockey, one of the big ones is offside. Because in the playoff games, a guy was, like, 10 feet offside, and nobody saw it, and he scored. All right, that needs to be corrected. Right, but when we're but when we're down to whether like where they've got zoom in, HD, 4K television cameras, <laughs> trying to see if the guy's <laughs> skate blade is one millimeter over that line or not, no, that's too close. If they called it offside, then it's offside. We will live with that margin of error. Same with like the possession in basketball, or whether his toe was really over the three point line or not. If it's not clearly. You know, after you've looked at the play once or twice and you don't know anymore, stick with the call that was made on the uh, during the game and move the game on instead of wasting 12 minutes and killing the game 
by everybody standing around waiting for them to decide what the hell they're going to do. I remember when, when they first came into the NFL, and it was taking like 10 and 11 minutes for them to make a call. <laughs> it's just like, my God, you could go and order steak while you were waiting for them to decide whether something was a catch or not. It was well, I remember the uh, rule call. Uh, everybody, oh, the all the rule. guys oh. on the TV, I think Greg Gumble and Phil Sims was like, I don't know what's taking so long here. It's pretty it's obvious it was a fumble, but uh, they were looking at that, you know, 10, 12 minutes, and they finally came back and decided, you know, after that. I think that. Yeah, I think that though that had to be one of the worst calls in football history. So, you know, well, they were they were making sure the rule, check probably. <laughs> uh, I guess it was. They were just making calls. sure that the check cleared at the bank before they came out and made their decision. Well, <laughs> there was something there. I mean, like I said, I, I mean, I'm not against like when we're talking about when points are on the board because that can matter in the who wins a game. But I mean, it all matters, I guess, to some degree. But that really matters. Now, when they're sitting there debating for, uh, you know, the, uh, I don't know, the Chargers are third and 28, and they made a throw, and the guy gained five yards, and then we're going to have a protest challenge for the next 14 minutes about whether his foot was inbounds or not. Because then it might be, you know, instead of fourth and 18, it'll be fourth and 23. Well, come on. Let's just move the game along. Because really, when you're trying to watch, that stuff does really kill it sometimes. Especially if they take too long. Yeah, it's true. But, gentlemen, I'm going to uh, Nathan, and, uh, I was college basketball. Jay Billis is uh, big on that as well. He he can't stand taking 10, 12. I was watching the Alabama-Kentucky game the other day, and, I mean, the last minute they had three close calls, and it seemed like, I mean, they went 20 minutes over with the scheduled uh, time frame or whatever, and he was just talking yeah. about how – how difficult it was and how frustrating it was to have to continue to wait because it hurt the game flow and everything, just trying to get the call yeah. right. No, yeah, it does. It really does. But I just hate how announcers are all holier than now looking at you, Jeff Van Gundy, you piece of shit. But anyway, wow. Whoa. I hate him. What's, I hate what's him. I hate for the Gundy. I hate Van Gundy. Well, you hate both of them or uh, uh, Gruden. Oh, God, that's rough. Jeez. Gruden has personally hurt Gundy, me. So I'm going to go with Gruden, Baron Corbin. I don't – Baron Corbin, it's more so fun anymore. You don't have a you don't have a hate for him like Tom has for um, Tony Gurria? No. <laughs> no, nah, Barry Corbin's never personally been a dick. Well, he kind of has on Twitter, but other than that, uh, yeah, nah, I'll go with Gruden because Gruden totally just destroyed the football team I love. So, and we still have yet to recover. Um, <laughs> Van Van Gundy's just annoying, and every time he does a game, I, I mute the TV. So it's just annoying. Are but you guys here to call out the uh, superstar? Are you trying to get off the air? <laughs> what is it, Tim? I said, are you trying to get off the air? Yeah, I have to. I got to go do a few things because I got to help uh, get the kid ready for bed. Well, why didn't so you I, go to the show for an hour and a half then? Or why don't you just leave and Jeff and I will talk for 12 more minutes? Because <laughs> if I leave, the show ends, silly. I'm the host. No, you can just go and just don't turn it off. That's all. Just mute yourself and walk away. I can do that if you want. All right. But I do have to go do some stuff. So, guys, it's been fun. We'll do you it again. You too. 
I got to ask Jeff about what he feels about this college basketball game that we didn't get to talk about. Well, you guys go ahead. I'll talk to you guys next time. All right. Take it easy. All right. Hey, see you. See you, Nighty. What did you think, Jeff, of the uh, Florida State uh, Duke game yesterday? Well, honestly, I didn't get to see it. Uh, I saw that Duke won by a couple of points. Um, I didn't know if there was a controversial. The, uh, or... No, um, well, Williamson didn't play the. Oh yeah, he was mm-hmm. sick. Is that right? No, he took a, he got a finger in the eye, but he didn't really look like uh, like on the bench. He, he didn't really look like he was hurt or anything, and yet they didn't play him. Um, I guess maybe just safety reasons, maybe or something, or who knows? Or, or I mean, I guess just because he didn't look bad, maybe he didn't, maybe he wasn't seeing quite quite right or whatever. But yeah, there was. Uh, uh, I believe Florida State had a one point lead with two point six left, and of course, in typical Duke fashion, inbound swish, game over. <laughs> Three pointer, huh? Yeah. Duke is Duke, my friend. Love him or hate him. They could have probably been looking at the big picture as well. You know, not hope just, like you said, precautionary reasons not to have him in there. It's, you know, it's still kind of mid-January, I guess. And Yeah, we're, we're a little early in the season yet, I guess. And they don't, I mean, short of keeping the number. I mean, the only thing that really preserves for them is the keeping them number one. And I, I don't know if that really even matters that much to them. I mean, right. they're going to get they're going to get a ridiculously good seeding, whether they lost one game or two or three or four. Even they're still going to be probably. A, it had to be heartbreaking be, for Florida State. You know, they they played uh, Virginia last not too long ago and got beat pretty good by them. So it had to be. Well, they guess, uh, they had they played them. pretty good, I guess. You know, in a losing effort. Yeah, they, but. they had them, but then I guess too you could argue that Wiggins didn't play, or Wiggins. Uh, Williamson didn't Williamson, play the whole Williamson. didn't play the whole second half. Uh, you know, that's, I suppose you could argue that they, with him in there, that that maybe it's not as that close. I don't right. know. I don't remember what it was at the half, but uh, it was a, it was a decent game. I mean, I'm I, I don't know why I, I seem to like the college game more than the pros. I I'm not sure why that is, but the pros just kind of seems kind of methodical these days. Let's get well, the you ball. Only have, well, I mean, in, in, in the college, you know, you have, uh, you know, usually you have three or four, you know, maybe up to five teams that can possibly win it. There's been a few years where uh, there's been a little bit more parity. You've had 10 to 12 there a few years back. You know, you had some uh, – Butler made it as a low seed in the finals. We, as uh, Nathan talked about in these questions. But and you, Duke and Kansas and Kentucky, you know, North Carolina's, uh, Gonzaga's been up there the last few years. They're usually – the ones. Uh, I guess the big thing that's intriguing is uh, who's going to be, if anybody, who's going to be the big Cinderella story. What's one of these uh, mid-majors or lower, smaller schools can make a run? You know, that's always exciting. There's always one. <laughs> right. And like, like last year it was Chicago, Iowa, Chicago, and there's been BCU and George Mason in the past. It's, looking at the top 25, there's nobody... Right now, there's nobody in there that you wouldn't consider to be a, I mean, not a powerhouse, but they're all names that we're aware not, of. Yeah, there, there's nobody jumping out that you're going, okay, what are they? Although I would I would guess maybe to me, you know, Nevada at 10. maybe. Right, well, they little, had a good team last year. They, they got some good players. They had a pretty good team last year. So That might be a bit of a surprise, but after that, you know, you get 
Duke, Michigan, Tennessee, Virginia, Kansas, Texas, Auburn, you know, North Carolina, Kentucky, it's the same bunch. Right, yeah, right. Buff, Buff, Buffalo, maybe. Yeah, yeah, they they beat some good teams early on. They had some good yeah, players. They're, they're, I believe they may have beat Syracuse in the – They're at 19. First uh, down, I believe. They may have beat Syracuse earlier in the year, and they beat somebody else that was pretty good too. Yeah, they beat Syracuse. They, they just lost to, Mar- they lost to Marquette. Uh, Not hiding from anybody. That's a pretty big school. They, yeah, and they laid a beating on uh, West Virginia. Right, they did beat West Virginia. Yeah, and they laid a beating on But then I think that's the West Virginia not very good this year, right? Right. Uh, they they don't have anybody that can create or shoot. So last at, year they at didn't the time have they were at the time <laughs> they were ranked 13th, but I guess that they found out that ranking was a little a little bit inflated. Right, that was just you know I guess a Huggins type thing. <laughs> Preseason hype or or last year hype maybe because they were pretty right, good right. last year, right? Right. Um, yeah, you know they haven't really had any good. Couple, they've had a couple good years here the last few years, but they just they've missed having a, good, a really good shooter and um, and they've had the point guards that could create. Well, did you uh, follow? Um, but you uh, follow the, but the, since the then, or this year, it's been a struggle. Maybe you didn't hear me. What is it? I said, did you do you follow the high school scene there at all? Uh, not a whole lot. Uh, not a whole lot. I do, I wondered more because I I know from Nate doing the games that uh, Chapmanville there they do really well, and I wondered what the I know one of their guys. I think he went to West Virginia. Um, uh, I was curious as to whether he had whether he. Had I'm not sure. It, I really done okay not. or not. Uh, I was just going to say, because I was going with the West Virginia angle, too, because i got to imagine, like, short of local talent, it's probably fairly difficult to recruit players to come to West Virginia. Like, not knocking West Virginia any, but, you know, right. you got a chance to, you know, okay, you can go to Duke or you know, Tennessee or, well, even Tennessee, I suppose, but, you know, some of these bigger programs, and then, okay, well, you can come to West Virginia. Okay, well, what, what's West Virginia offering me that... Right, you know that I I'm not going to get somewhere else. I believe, and you're right about it. And that's why I believe Huggins has done a really good job because you know they they have a tough recruiting pitch. You know, come to Morgantown. I mean, where it's cold. <laughs> uh, you know, and see, I don't I don't think I think the whole recruiting thing should be changed. I don't think schools should be allowed to recruit at all. I think it should be entirely up to okay. You decide as a kid where you want to go to play basketball and or go to school, and you make that choice. I don't think schools should be able to go out and make the pitch to the parents and all that nonsense. I think it's ridiculous. Well, like you said, it's oh, there's a gray area. Hey, we can do this. Somebody else from the boosters can do this and that. And, you know, they've got all kinds of rules and laws and stuff. I wonder how much goes on afterwards. Like, okay, if you obviously – we can't, or we're not supposed to give you anything while you play here. What about afterwards? Yeah. You know, you come, you come to, you come to Duke University, and you'll get an education. And if you're good, you'll go to the pros. But if you're not, don't worry about it, because when you're done playing for Duke, we'll look after you. Uh, 
Um, I don't know if that happens or not, but I've often been curious of whether what goes on. I mean, I guess a guy never really know entirely what goes on behind closed doors, but um, as far as that sort of stuff goes. But you talked about a guy earlier, uh, LJ, Larry Johnson. I mean, this guy didn't have hardly anything growing up. And let's just get serious. When he went out to UNLV and played for them on like those really good teams in like the early late 80s, early 90s, I mean, he was driving a Ford Explorer. Yeah, a brand new. I mean, yeah. come on. I mean, really. What what recruiting pitch was used for that? Well, you know, I know uh, in, the, in the in the hockey world, and that's of course not even close to the same thing. But there is quite often um, well documented that parents, um, you know, get your kid to come play here, and. Uh, Although in the hockey, it's usually a draft, but we'll, but we'll draft your kid. And uh, if you come here, we'll, uh, you know, your parents, so they need a job or we'll find them a job in, the, in that city. And people are moving around like crazy because, you know, their kid plays hockey in whatever city it is and you know, the team finds them employment so that their kid is happier there than he would be if they weren't around, I guess you could say. And I always thought that was kind of dirty pool. Yeah. Yeah, that is. In my in my mind, but it happens all the time. I guess right. when we're talking about there again, when everything comes down to to dollars and cents, and if there's money to be made, rules can be ignored or broken or bent or changed. Right. <laughs> I mean, it, it all comes need. down to money usually every decision. So, and that pretty much uh, goes for everything. You know, it's not just sports. Unfortunately, right. I mean, a lot of stuff that happens in the world doesn't need to happen, but because somebody's going to line their pocket with a few more bucks. I mean, you, I mean, you're you're a West Virginian, right? Right. Okay, so you live in a state where you guys get to see a lot of that, where your state takes a beating, and they're all you know, they're low education rate, and everybody's a what is it? Was it is it heroin or whatever the the big or quaaludes or whatever it is, whatever the big problem is there? And they go, well, opioids, you know, well, uh, yeah, opioid, yeah. yeah, opioids. And then okay, well, we wonder why. Well, maybe you know, if the West Virginia got a fair shake in some other areas, maybe maybe it wouldn't do so poorly in some of these other ones. Just right. you know, but it's all about well, nobody wants to you know, people in New York City don't want their tax dollars to go to West Virginia. Right. Well, you know, they don't. I mean, let's be serious about it. They don't. But the government, you know, like I remember there when Nate was with the teachers there and they were on strike and all that nonsense. And it's just like, you know, teachers should never have to go on strike, ever. That should just be a no-brainer. Pam, moving on. I mean, what could be more, what, you know, like I can't think of, you know, firemen, policemen, you know, essential services. Just pay them. And let's get on with it. We've got to have a fire department in town. Wouldn't take very long if we didn't have one. We'd be not very happy about it the first time there was a fire, right? Or whatever it might be. But I don't know. The world's a mess, Jeff. And all I know is you are the trivia god. That's all <laughs> I can say. You, you, you did well, sir. I was impressed. I must say. Uh, I don't. What else are you good at? We'll have to get Nathan. Uh, well, I, I didn't. I, and I'm not going to throw any rocks at Nate. But Nate, Nate likes American sports, and so do you. And you guys are much. I would never ever lay claim to knowing more about. Uh, college basketball or basketball or football than you guys. You guys love that stuff way more than me. Well, I'm I know a, you I'm like a, hockey. I didn't know if there was enough. enough yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of that stuff, but only 
not to that depth. Uh, you know, I can I can hold my own, but I'm, I'm not going to like you know, telling you who won the Big East tournament in 1988. I don't have a clue. I barely know where the Big East is, let alone you know I just don't follow it to that that degree like you guys do, but. You know, there there really isn't because the Canadian like I mean it would be the same problem for you I mean you don't follow curling or uh, you know if I, if I was to start asking Canadian football league questions okay well why would you know that you know, well, I know Doug Flutie was really good yeah he 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 set some records up here when he was up here and uh, guys like uh, Vince Ferragamo not so much I believe uh, Marshall's quarterback went. Cato went and played up there for a team. I'm not, I'm not for sure which league it was in. A, a lot of guys do. There's a lot of guys come for a little while. It's just a place, you know. I mean, because they don't pay enough to like you couldn't make a living on it unless you're really, really good. I mean, the average guy there's. Well, I shouldn't say that you can make a living, but just like an average guy living, you know, they're paying fifty, sixty, hundred thousand dollars. That's about it. So I mean, you're not nobody's coming. You're not playing in the CFL and making a million dollars. It's not happening. Even Mansell's not getting that kind of money. Right, right. And then and then he was horrible anyway. On top of that, <laughs> yeah, it's an understatement. Johnny football. We gotta we gotta do a show about that. We need to have a, a worst you know not not worst good just draft picks of the the worst draft picks of all time in whatever sport and just do a whole show <laughs> on on how god awful some of those. I watched a video the other day. I think it was about Blake Bortles. Yeah. How, that, yeah. Yeah, and it's just like, how can or, – or the Aaron Rodgers saga. There's another one where, like, you know, 16 teams or something passed on him, and it's just like, how do you – Yeah, he didn't go <laughs> to, like, fifth pick, I believe. Yeah, something like that. And it's just like, okay – no, granted, he's not everybody's cup of tea, but how can they? How can fifteen professional scouting programs miss that bad? Right. Yeah. You know, like the Bengals didn't. I mean, they had Carson Palmer at the time, but like you said, you, there were so many teams. Or you know, I, I would think yeah, that the okay, Browns I'll, probably had a. Yeah, I mean, I'll wipe for anybody. Okay, if you've already got a quarterback, fine. All right, you don't pick him. Like Nate and I always get into it about the Browns, and when you look at, go back and look at the draft picks they made versus who they could have picked, and it's okay. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> there, there are some that it's just like, how how did they not pick this guy? <laughs> like, right, right. Like, yeah, we talked you... I think a little bit about that. Uh, you know, something that we don't talk about those probably some of the best draft picks in history. Like, I mean, you think about it. I mean, and really. Let's just go ahead and say it. I mean, Tom Brady was probably the best value pick in the history of the NFL. I mean, he was the 199th pick of the draft. Oh, I mean, and, he came uh, out of Michigan as a nobody. Right. I mean, and really, the, pretty much the year that his senior, you know, his last year at Michigan. I mean, he beat some real. I mean, he set the record against Ohio State for for yards at the time. Uh, when they beat them, and then they won the Orange Bowl against Alabama. I mean, he beat some really good teams that year, and uh, they won. They they won eleven. I think they lost maybe once, maybe, and uh, and still yet he still didn't get any uh, recognition. Or, I mean, they beat a really good SEC school for a Big Ten school to be a SEC school during that time period. That was pretty big, and uh, but and he you know he lit them up for you know like four or five touchdowns in that game, but. Uh, and it was a really good game. I think one of the teams, I think Alabama missed an extra point. But anyways, 
uh, just how many quarterbacks were taken before him in the draft. Uh, T. Martin from Tennessee was. Uh, I mean, Chad Pennington, he was taken for him, but that was, uh, you know, that was a pretty good pick that the Jets made. But uh, still yet, I mean, I mean, six rounds. <laughs> I mean, Pennington might have turned into something, but he had the injury trouble, right? He did. He did. So that'd be he didn't have the best that's arm to throw downfield either, but he, he I mean, he, he I mean, didn't have you, the injury. When Brady was at Michigan, I mean, most people would have told you, well, the quarterback that you would have taken was the guy that he backed up for two years. Right, right. I mean, he was the he was the man. I mean, they won the they were undefeated and won the Rose Bowl and uh, had a I believe I want to say I think shared the title that year. Right, Brian Greasy. Yeah, I mean, about. yeah, I mean, he was the guy that uh, you know Brady was was nothing. Right. And and yet I mean, well, I don't know Brian Greasy. I mean, I guess he played in the NFL for a little bit, but yeah, he did not not. Uh, not really made a whole lot of a, a noise there, I don't think. Right. He, I think, for the Broncos, they may they may have made it to the playoffs one year when he was a quarterback. But the the thing about Brady is, it seems like whenever he got in the league, he just got better and better and just worked. You know, I think he worked harder. And you know, people try to say, well, it's a product of a system, but you know, there really wasn't a system until I think they needed. I think him and Belichick kind of needed each other, really. Uh, well, even if even if you want to go down there that he's a, he's the product of a system, well, okay, but he still makes that system work and right. it wins. So, I mean, who's who's the dummy? If it's that yeah. simple, then why doesn't why doesn't everybody else just adopt the system? If right. it's you know if it's so easily done because it's not. That's why. Right. <laughs> you know, you got to find. That's what I kind of was getting at with the draft picks and the you know when why. Uh, like the Chargers not getting receivers and stuff like that. I mean, I mean, is it really that simple that teams just don't recognize that that's what they need, or is there more, or is there more going on there than what a guy really wants to? I mean, like okay, like the Cowboys for instance. Okay, they, it only took them half a season to figure out. Okay, we need a receiver. Right. We don't have one. And they at least a first went, round pick. And they at least went and got one. Now whether that turns out to be a well spent first round pick or not, time will tell. But I guess I mean when they did it, nobody was thinking they'd even get into the playoffs. Right, and and they did get in and they did at least one or you know, they got one game. I mean they won one. So Right. You know, Who knows if they would have made that trade before the season started, they might have had home field. Maybe. Advantage. You know, I don't know what that does financially for a franchise getting two rounds into the playoffs. Can't hurt. Oh, oh definitely. I guess yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know what the TV share and all that would be, but I, I'm, I'm guessing it, it certainly doesn't hurt the bottom line. So, yeah, you're right. That, that's what we should do. We, we should have a show instead of worst picks. We should go for best ones where guys who were drafted in ridiculous places, and there's right. lots of them. Joe Montana was drafted in the third round. Yeah, and one of the what most a lot of people would argue is easily at least in the top what five of all time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, before Brady, people considered him the best. Or, or at the very least, if you if you wanted to, if you had to, there's two minutes left on the clock. The team right. we're down, and we really need a touchdown. Who you want to throw out there? Yeah, give me Montana. I don't even right. care who else is out on the field. I mean, right. what he did even what he did even with the Chiefs was unbelievable. Yeah, he 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 went to a bad Chiefs team and he made them. And they uh, still, they were what one game away, right? Yeah, the Bills beat them. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, he was, he made them so much better. I mean, that was in, in towards the end of his career too. Yeah, and, and he uh, was yeah, and he was hobbled and old, getting older and all the rest. I mean, you want to talk about a, you know, just a guy who you know, he's a lot like. I mean, to me, he's a he's a Brady, different kind of quarterback, but you know, right. the guy does whatever he needs to do, be it in his preparation or off field stuff or planning or whatever it is they do, they do it and they pay the price during the week and, but it usually pays off. I mean, Tom Brady's probably going to, I mean, if they get to the, even if they don't win this year, if they get to the Super Bowl again, I mean, you're going to be, you're going to be hard. Even people who hate him. I mean, even, even now it's, you're you're hard pressed to argue that he's not the best quarterback to, to ever play. Right. Right. And I, I believe, I honestly believe, Tim, that there's better there's quarterbacks out there that even bad quarterbacks have had like maybe a better arm than him. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. I'm just talking based on purely on results. Right. Yeah. I, he's I agree. Been, yeah, he's going to go down as the best quarterback of all time. Yeah. Physical tools. Yeah. No. Yeah. Then we can argue because he never did have an arm, really. Right. You know he's 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 not he doesn't swing it like you know I don't know Brett he doesn't have a Brett Favre arm, or he doesn't have an Aaron Rodgers arm. Uh, he doesn't or, have a Dan Marino arm, but he does have or, or a Marino. Right. And we never talked. We never got to. Uh, I was wanted to talk about uh, Terry Bradshaw being overrated. Yeah, I agree with you. He had a really good. He had a <laughs> he really had good team best around him of all time. Around him, one of the best, anyways. Because when I look at his like, if you look at his Super Bowl stats and stuff, they're not really, not very good. <laughs> to be and honest. he had some two really good receivers himself, and Swan and Stallworth. So I mean, I mean he had it all around him. Yeah, I guess it. I mean, most good teams have got you know not too many quarterbacks throwing 300 yard plus games and four touchdowns unless they got a receiver worth talking about. But um, oh, a big notch receiver, and that's oh, what yeah. I think kind of makes today so disappointing. I mean. I really thought they had a chance to win the win the game uh, because I, New England's been suspect in uh, some of the games this year or whatever, but they just beat them down. They were just prepared today. That's all there was to it. I would have liked to have – I mean, I'm not the biggest Patriots fan in the world. I would like to have just seen them lost just because I'd like to see somebody – like last year it was refreshing. I'm not an Eagles fan either, but, you know, somebody who hasn't won in forever won. And that makes the games more interesting for me. If it comes down to the Patriots and the, I mean, I don't know who. I guess from the other side, we don't. We got not first timers, but close. Well, you have the. Well, I mean, the Saints has been there. The Patriots have been there. I really the the thing is with the Saints, you know, you, you kind of give them the edge because of the experience at the quarterback position. Not saying the Rams. The Rams are definitely just as talented to beat them. And you know, I, I'm gonna give the edge to the Saints in that game. The for blowing games in the past, and uh, when they get this deep in the playoffs, and uh, but at the same time, the Chiefs have played really well against the Patriots the last few years. So, I mean, I would love to see in a perfect world, I'd like to see the Chiefs beat the Patriots and the Rams beat the Saints, and we get somebody who has a won in a long. Yeah, and we haven't seen somebody who hasn't won in a while, and that'd be entertaining. More yeah, and that game too. earlier they played this year, the Rams and Chiefs did, and I believe it was like fifty-four to fifty-one. So, <laughs> well, on the, what, on the I, Patriots, I don't believe anybody would claim the Patriots beat the Chiefs what forty-three thirty or 40, 43 to forty or something like that. It was close to. 
Right. And the Rams or the Saints beat the Rams like forty two to thirty five or forty five thirty. It was it was a good game all the way through. So all I don't want to see is I don't want to see a forty niners versus Tampa Bay Buccaneers forty two <laughs> to seven Super Bowl or whatever it was. That kind of thing. I I don't want to see that. At least at least if they win it, make you know, earn it on the field. Right. Not like some a lot of times the Super Bowl is pretty anticlimactic, but like last year it wasn't, but um, that would be. And, you know, the last few. Yeah. I mean, well, the Patriots when they beat the Seahawks and the uh, uh, the Falcons, the Falcons would still be wore out for what they did, allowing the Patriots to come back uh, and win that game. I mean, yeah, that was, and, and and Seattle should have won too. For that yeah, game. they should have. I mean, the dumb play call. So it really was. <laughs> As Nate would say, the check cleared. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, on that note, we've like went over and passed and all the rest, but uh, good times. Um, all right. Okay. I, I, I bow to your uh, superior knowledge, at least in round one of Sports Jeopardy. Okay. Well, we'll meet again. Well, and, uh, well yeah, yeah, we'll uh, have to go at her again. Uh, the Sports Jeopardy the hockey edition, the Canadian mm-hmm. version. <laughs> oh, I lost you. Well, there you back. Are you, do you have horse racing in Canada? Oh uh, yeah, but not a lot. Yeah, not a lot. That's that's still we we bow to you guys for you know for the derby and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I don't know what Nate must be what doing something on his end because I keep losing you. I can't hear you again. I don't know if it's this thing or something else. Anyways, on that on that note, uh, we'll, well, so. yeah, we'll we'll call her a night, and uh, we'll see everybody soon. Thanks for listening. Thanks for Jeff for being on, and we're out of here. Later.